0: It is now time for
1: another episode
0: of Dangly Bits Theater
1: with
0: your host, Captain Ritzer. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Commander Cast Dangly Bits Theater. This week, we had a little bit of a snapper as far as our scheduling was concerned, to uh, make a long story short, some people were unavailable on the night of the recording. So we decided to do another Dangly Bits episode to provide for you today. So sit back, and relax, and enjoy the show. And I'll be back after the show.
2: It took me forever to really realize why Mirror Entity was good. Like, I, I like I, it just didn't, like, for the longest time, like, it literally took me years to realize, wait, oh, I get it. You just make your whole team nine nines.
1: Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's All right, man. I think I think everybody has has some cards you look at like when you're a newbie and you're like, this looks like, this looks stupid. You don't figure out why it's awesome until years later. So.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> up till then I had only known it as part of like that stupid Revlar combo. and I'm like, no, fuck that shit. Like, I, <laughs> like I like I, like, I want to play with like soldiers or elves or dude. That combo's whatever. hilarious though. <laughs> But like I've been playing Magic for five, almost six years, something like that, and I only just realized like four months ago why it was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, this is actually a recent revelation.
3: Even better is the uh, Priest of Titania. Yeah,
2: um, no, the Firewood Ti-
3: Symbiote. Firewood. Yeah. Mirror Entity combo. Hold on, I need
2: to look up this Firewood thing. The what now? Did you say Firewood?
3: Why? Wire- firewood. Okay. Symbiote. Um, return an Elf you control to its owner's hand. Untap target creature. Activate this ability once each turn. So basically, you tap priest for like five or something, you activate mirror entity for one to make everything into all creature types. So your Wirewood symbiote's now an elf, so you can bounce it to itself to untap your priest, and then you recast it, activate mirror entity, tap priest, etc.
2: That's disgusting. Yeah, it's really cute. And she, then with
3: uh, that infinite mana, you use mirror entity to make your dudes a billion of billions. Uh, and uh, fill-
2: no. See, I, was, I love that
3: card so much.
2: See, when I was reorganizing the whole case for our store, I decided it was cute to put Comet Guide next to Revlark next to Mirror Entity to see if yeah. people would just see the combo. No one's talked to me about it yet, and it's been out there for a few months. <laughs> I mean, like, sure, they noticed that I put Kalia next to, like, all the awesome Angel's Demons that you can play with her, but no one knows the Mirror Entity combo.
1: Hey, man, it's it's a win for you, Will. So that's <laughs> all that matters. I guess.
2: Okay, so I guess since we're still waiting for Gavin for a few more minutes. uh, Has anyone read any good books lately? As a segue into me just finishing Good Omens.
1: Ah. Oh, you finally finished it. How was that?
2: (laughs) It was actually really good. Like, at first I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, uh, Douglas Adams Light, where it's like, okay, there's a lot of kind of really silly stuff in here. It's just kind of like an absurd take on some things. But as I'm getting more into it, I'm like, okay, no, this is definitely not Douglas Adams Light. Like, this is just more grounded in reality. But at the same time... It's still got that absurd twist on some things.
1: Yeah, I think that's the uh is it the Terry Pratchett angle yeah, of it? I don't know. I think so. Uh, yeah. I've been working through Gaiman's latest uh what is it? Ocean at the End of the Lane. My wife and I have been like cuz we're nerds and we're both teachers so we do book club together. So, <laughs> we've been we've been reading that together but we just stalled out cuz we are lazy and we're like, "Yeah, let's go to the beach instead of read uh But that one's pretty good, too.
2: You see, my alternative to reading is just working in a dusty old warehouse, shuffling boxes back and forth, and listening to the same song like 50 times for 12 hours. Yeah, that sucks. Seems good. Yeah, no, I cleared Good good Omens in like two days. I do. I was kind of kind of mis. I feel a little misled though. Like when I heard Chewie talk about the manipul, I was like, okay, yeah, and Antichrist and all that. Like he's talking about all these characters that he found really funny or amusing. But like some of some of them don't even have like a page's worth of actual just screen time. They're just more like stuff that that ended up sticking out in his mind. Like I'm waiting for the bikers to show up. Like uh. Walks over dog shit. You know, the four additional horsemen of the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're just kind of tangently there, and then they run into a gas tank because they think, oh, the real Horseman can do it, so can we. Hmm. I did really like the n- almost not quite non-hetero life partner things that they had going on, though. <laughs> Between uh, Azriel and Crowley.
1: I have never read this book. This is one of the <laughs> few gamens that I've never read.
2: Wait, you never yeah. actually read B- Bad Omens? No. Okay. Mm-hmm. Good omens.
1: Good ones, yes. Yeah. No, I never have. Like, that one's on my list. Like, I, is this weird? Like, sometimes I get to be, like, an author purist. Like, when authors tag team with someone else, I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. Like, I just want to read that author. So I've read pretty much, like, every other Neil Gaiman book, except for, like, his tag team stuff. Which is weird, because, like, The Sandman's one of my favorite graphic novels, and he obviously had to tag team with an artist for that. So I'm fine with that. So okay. I'm not fine with I don't know. It's, it's stupid. It's a stupid thing. I should just get over it and just read it. So.
2: I would. Like the whole like you know like you know the, the general premise. Like Antichrist gets born, supposed to bring about Armageddon, but mix up happens and he gets to be a regular human kid hit instead. That's kind of what I got was the gist of like the main focus of the book, just listening to Chewy talk about it. What it was actually about is like it's just about like the angel and the demon who like they they, they, they they just do their jobs, you know, like, they, they do it happily, like, they enjoy the work they do, but they're not, like, all good or all evil. It's more like, hey, you know, we're kind, of, we're kind of supposed to be, like, opposite sides here, but, you know, we kind of have a good thing going, so I go ahead and tip you off, you tip me off. We struggle back and forth. We say, oh, we're making so much progress against su- such a great enemy. All in the while, they're just still meeting up every week at the pub. And they just have a, they just have a great rapport with each other. That's what I really like best about a book.
1: Well, I mean, if there's one thing that, uh, I, I can't speak for Cherry Pratchett, but if there's one thing gaming can do, it's write some awesome characters and give them sweet dialogue, so.
2: So Cassie, how have you been? Uh,
1: I've been okay. How have you guys been?
2: Doing alright. Sweet. How's the store going?
4: Store's good. We had a bunch of people over from Modern. That was fun.
2: We just start started getting our modern on the store a couple months ago. We're trying to get Standard going now.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's yeah. You guys didn't have a big Standard scene? I thought that was like every store's go-to.
2: Like, it is for every other store in the area. Like, we've got Comic Town and Fog and like, just other stores in the area. Like, Standard's one of the most popular formats in Columbus outside of like EDH. But we just don't get the standard crowd. Like, we get people who come in and they mess around with their standard decks, but we never have mm-hmm. enough to actually just fire an event for them.
0: Uh,
2: really? It, plus, on Fridays, aside from FNM Draft, we also have Yu-Gi-Oh! and Vanguard taking up the other half of the shop. Uh, oh,
4: yeah. Okay, and then makes there's,
2: And then there's Friday night EDHers. So, like, just Friday night, we don't have the room for standard, even if we had enough people to fire. How, <laughs> uh,
4: what What's the square footage there, or, like, how many seats do you guys have?
2: Uh... So See, i want doing to do a quick calculation in my head. i want to say we have about, i wanna say 36 seats for Magic, about 36 for Yu-Gi-Oh Vanguard. Oh, okay. Like, like it's not a big store. Yeah. We 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 knocked. A, uh, I'm gonna say that John got one of the walls knocked down so that he could buy two slots from this strip mall place for Mm -hmm. our setup. When our lease is up in two years, we're going to move to a bigger place, like, in uh, in the city. Oh, okay. Uh. Cassie, has Forcible been going down in your area? Yes.
4: Uh, I mean, for us it was bad because, um, like, originally they had starters, right, for the the hella Block, but those are not like tournament legal, and like, for a while (laughs) those were all I could get, and they didn't tell me, that. well, like, they didn't announce it wasn't tournament legal yet, so I probably sold, like, 60 or 70 starter decks, and then, uh, everyone was like, oh, we can't use these in tournaments, cool.
3: Wait, why can't you use them in tournaments?
4: Uh, they just weren't well designed. There's mechanics that aren't used in America. Uh, huh. yeah,
2: I heard it had something to do with, like, when they did the European release, they got mechanics or cards or something that you couldn't play in the American one or weren't available, something like that.
4: What? Yeah, yeah they have, like, a kind of like a shield mechanic, like in Kaijudo, uh, called Break, but they, they don't want, uh, America doesn't use it, so. What?
3: That that sounds really weird to have regional differences in a card game.
4: Well, it's uh it, in it's been in Italy and J- in Japan for a while. Mm-hmm. So like uh the way they just introduced it to America, they they brought over these starter decks and they were they were pretty bad for most part. There was one guy that was really really overpowered. Uh, this guy named Ushua, which I had to ban uh, house ban anyways, and then like. The boost, the first two booster sets were really impossible to get. So starters were all I could get. And then the third set came out and it was much, much easier to get, uh, all force of will stuff. Um, so that was like, so then it was like everyone was able to get it. And then, uh, basically, basically from that point, like most of my people were just like, uh, magic is better. And that was pretty much the end of the story.
2: <laughs> yeah. Right now we're trying to get our. Force stuff, so we have a couple of people come in and play, like, we have singles and stuff, and we have yeah. the packs. But like, after hearing about how apparently someone made top 8 in Italy just from smashing together the two dual decks that just came out. Yeah. Like, um, I, yeah, I like, my first Force game, you know, I read the rules and I'm like, okay, so this is just Kaijudo mixed with Ma- magic and his- with some commander stuff, like, mm-hmm. I have a grasp on the rules, I go in and play, guy offered... Guy says, hey, can I go ahead and test that thing where I mashed together du- the dual decks? And I'm like, sure. Absolutely fucking destroyed. Like, the reg- yeah. the Regalia are fucking stupid.
4: Yeah, they're really OP, yeah.
2: Like, imagine a card that lets you... Like, imagine, in Force of Will, you have a commander called, like, your J-Ruler. And if they die when they're on the battlefield, they go back to your command zone. But you can never actually put them back out again, ever again. Like, that's the risk of putting them out there. But these, like, regalia artifact type things, you can actually activate them to save your J-Rulers so yeah. that you can play them again later. So that's already really powerful. But they also make their super limit break Planeswalker Ultimate type abilities cheaper for specific characters. And any, and because these things are, I guess, kind of legendary, like, I think you can only have, like, one unique one on the field at a time, you can use the other ones as simian spirit guides.
4: Yep, big tech box.
2: <laughs> like, just, like, I don't even play Force of Will, and I know that these things are fucking stupid.
4: Yeah, they're really overpowered.
2: <sighs> On the other hand, you get to see Genghis Khan as a cute Moe girl.
4: Yeah, the, that, <laughs> yeah, check, the, the whole expansion is like, um, uh, oh, uh, so the whole expansion is, part of it's like a re- reprint of, like, the best cards, like, get two of all the dual Rocks, uh, so that's pretty sweet. Uh, but then the other part is, like, a bunch of his- historical characters reimagined as Animu girls. Someone <laughs> Yeah, one of the stuff... Wait, is, is this, like, the, the Nazi anime girl card game?
2: Um... No Nazis yet, although <laughs> Genghis Khan was pretty horrible.
4: Yeah, uh, for instance, of uh, Vlad, Vlad Tips, I don't know actually how to pronounce that, but, you know, Vlad the Impaler, he is, uh, one of the better rulers in the game right now, and, uh... Or actually, it's she because she's an animu girl.
2: <laughs> Marco Polo is Marco Polo. No, it's either Marco Polo or Christopher Columbus. One of them is just this tiny girl <laughs> in a inner tube. Like, she's dressed in the Italian Explorer getup, but she but she also has a swimsuit and a tiny, inflatable t- inner tube. What? <laughs> okay.
4: Sure. So yeah, why not? <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, let me uh, see if I can find an old link here. Hold on.
2: I mean, the good news was I was able to get the dual deck and the I'm just gonna call it a toolkit box. Like I got tooled the to toolkit box because John was offering a five dollar discount if you got two and them. It gave you it gives you a playset of all the commons and uncommons and like the dual lands, quote unquote, that you can get from them too, which are like just original beta dual lands for this game. And some of you also get a pack of just random alternate art foils for five of the random cards. Some of them, like, $10 a piece, So I made, like, $20, $30 back. Okay, so there's Vlad. Yeah. And,
4: uh, and if you, uh... Oh, wait, no. Is that the that's the J-Ruler side. Let me get to the other side.
2: And she has Soren Markov's, the original Soren's, plus ability. Yeah. It's just Drain for two.
4: I want that. So the uh, the other side, like... So they start off as, like, um... As, like, almost lands, because that's how you get your, your rocks in this game. Uh, your mana rocks. And, like, uh... And then they flip over to be the J-Rulers like this, where the this is basically 8-10, blah, blah, blah. It's like a commander. But the other side of Vlad is actually pay two colorless to deal two damage and gain two life. So, like, no one ever actually flips Vlad over to this side because he's vulnerable, where it's like you can't do anything to a J-Ruler or a regular ruler. So, like, there's all these control decks that have no creatures in it because you just sit there with this basically alluro. You just alluro everyone to death in the entire game. (laughs) So super fun. Is is this
3: one of those games where they arbitrarily add two zeros onto the end of everything?
2: Yes. Yep. Okay. Just because big numbers means more better. And I mean, I mean,
4: like, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Vanguard are, like, the best markets for this kind of stuff. Because it is, it's basically like magic. Like, 95% like magic. So, like, magic players are like, oh, okay, this is basically the same game with different art. But, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! players are like, oh my god, I've never played a game so good. And we're like... (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, it's magic only with with Yu-Gi-Oh! numbers and pictures, so I can see how you would be tricked, I guess.
3: (laughs) So I could probably pick up one of these decks and immediately know how to play it.
4: Yeah, I for the mean most there's, part. Yeah, there's some things that are different like uh shows, Do you have a
3: different deck for your mana?
4: Yeah, that that part's pretty sweet. Um It's like Hearthstone in that respect. Yeah. Um and then also uh there's a few differences like, you know, um no, normally in magic you block a creature and then if you kill the creature in response, the creature's still blocked, right? But the there's no combat damage dealt. Whereas yeah. in for- Force of Will, if you, if your creature gets blocked and then you uh like kill the creature uh on the chase, which is the stack, it's the exact same thing. Uh, the then chase. the blocks... Yeah, the chase. Uh, I'm going to chase your
2: doom blade around!
4: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh then, then the attack actually goes through. So, like, there's little things like that that are severely different in magic, like, almost the opposite. But, like, I feel like mm-hmm. it was one of those things where it's still a magic rule and they just decide to go the other way, you know? Um, and you can only block with one creature, so it, it, uh, blocking is actually kind of a bitch in this game, especially against... Uh, like...
2: So let's go ahead and get started on this not Force of Will cast. Yeah. Kind of Force of Will cast, but not quite Force of Will cast.
4: Well, no, I mean, <laughs> they definitely have played EDH and Commander before they made this game, so I mean, take it <laughs> for what you will. <laughs> you could tell they were like, I like EDH, let's make our own EDH only with fucking fairy tale properties.
2: <laughs> yeah, blackjack and hookers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. So, as a quick aside, Calvin, you can go ahead and cut this out. Uh, are you getting? Uh, have you gotten in contact with Matt yet?
1: Matt from Squirecast. Oh, I have not. As a matter of fact, nope. Okay. So I've I've I... gotta I gotta talk to him. In fact, I don't even have his
0: contact info yet. Right. So.
2: Remember to. Sh- sh- I'm gonna try and look that up the next time I'm not Mike. Okay.
0: Uh And before we go get out of this weird side tangent area that we're in, are you going to set up the Squirecast thing so they can be able to post their show notes?
2: Fuck, I completely forgot about that. Uh,
0: because I was talking with Matt about that last night. Well, not last night. This is Thursday. Uh, the other night, we were discussing this, and he was, uh, he was like, Oh, yeah, what's going on? I was like, ah, so, like, how, um, how are you even, like, you know, t- I told him he had to put his show notes up. He was like, Yeah, but how do I do that? It's like, ah, so William obviously has forgotten to.
2: <laughs> I, uh, honestly,
0: I even, I, I even told him over the phone that you're a dirtle. And then. <laughs> After I, that, uh, just, he emailed me his show notes for this week's episode that we'll be putting up on tomorrow.
2: I have just completely forgotten that people actually need access to the website before they can post stuff. Like, I, it's been so long since uh, since I've just done anything with WordPress. So, uh, it's good to be the king, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Delegate.
0: <laughs> that is the verb of choice,
2: man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not wrong. <laughs> Sorry, I just gotta have to let Ashley know that Tuesdays are when I go into the shop. Hold on, uh, uh, Calvin, Calvin, stall, stall. Mm.
0: Uh, he's asking me to stall about a, a topic that I instantly told everybody like a quick second ago that I completely stepped out of.
2: Yes, because you're not the one taking part in the discussion, therefore you get to MC it. Still don't okay. give a shit. <laughs> still <don't.
0: laughs> nope, still don't care. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, two things before we go into that. One, uh, Will, yes. Squirecast episode 30, I've uh, got the show posted into our uh, back thing on uh, WordPress, yep. but they only have, the, they they didn't actually come up with a catchy title for the name of their episode, it just says Squirecast episode 33. <laughs> So I'm so you'll leave. have to listen a...
3: to the whole thing and ask, <laughs> and figure out what the, it should be called.
2: Alternatively, we can come up with some sort of amazing nonsensical pun that has nothing to do with anything they ever say.
0: That I, could, I could just tell you what the episode is. I literally just finished editing it like an hour ago. Oh, what's it about? <laughs> they basically talked about conspiracy, and they showed some hatred towards your favorite card of Dick Faden.
3: Hmm. Oh, dude, dude, I forced someone to scoop with a Dick Faden not long ago. Um, We were playing a five-player game, and he was playing, like, a Hanna Artifacts deck, and he led with a Darksteel Citadel because his hand was absolutely dreadful. And so it comes around to me, and I I went first, and it was literally the only artifact on the board, so I played Dak and immediately stole it. And he was just like, well, I scoop because my hand can't do anything now.
1: Hmm.
3: Also, I had Dak steal two swords in the same game. Stole a Fire and Ice and a Body and Mind.
2: Okay, so you know how last year the uh, Wizards did the Where Are They Now tracker thing for where all the Planeswalkers are and like a mini-summary of what happened to them recently? When they did Dak Faden, apparently in the comic books, he's kind of battling with Ashiok right now because Ashiok's animating nightmares and all that. Apparently Dak has entered a portal to the Underworld to try and find help against it. So he's
3: going to bring back Elspeth.
2: That's what I am led to believe. And if that happens, I really hope Elspeth punches his stupid face for me.
0: <laughs> no, what's going to happen is he's going to steal Elspeth's heart, and you're going to have to like that fate. Oh, He's going to be the guy the woman falls in love with. You're
3: torturing him, Calvin.
2: I can literally feel a vein in my arm pop right now.
0: Sorry, <laughs> hey, buddy. Hey, I'm hey, I'm Calm saying, down. Like, I'm just saying, if you look at the storyline so far, what is it? Sa- Sandra has a thing for Gideon, right? No. L- uh, Liliana has a thing for Jace. Lisa's basically one. Lisa and, uh,
2: no TB! No TB! And what's
0: the name? Uh, uh, let's tell you the truth, like there's like only really like three female planeswalkers we have that don't really have like attached guys to them. The Merkle one and, um the one from, uh, Kamigoa.
2: Who needs a guy when you have a Biden?
0: Just right, saying.
3: but, but yeah, you know, but it's thing, nice. she, she's like, no, she, dude, she's got the thing. entire ocean. Like, if there's well, any sort of you, you, you know what comes to mind when that sort of shit happens? But I'm just saying, there's more. She than, has all the help she needs.
2: I'm just uh, saying, yes, there's and, more than one way to ride a tentacle monster.
4: Gross. Needs a man when you have a Biden. That's the best thing ever. <laughs> Oh, so. you guys.
0: And, and what was it? And Nisa, she's kind of got like a side story thing going with her. She had a side story thing going with her and Soren. Not like a relation, love relationship thing, but you know, that's kind of like the guy that she's, the, uh, male planeswalker she spent most of her time with, as far as I can
2: tell. AKA someone so, else that, that someone wants to punch in their stupid face.
0: All right. but you know, like, so like all the female stories outside of, um, outside of the moon sage, who, Tamia? quite frankly, as far as like as far outside of Tamia. And what what the hell is her name? What is the Merfolk one's name? Kiora. Kiara. Outside of Tamio and Kiara, those are, like, currently, like, the only two female planeswalkers I can think of that don't really have any, like, men attached to their stories. Dude. And even then, like, Tamio, she just kind of, like, just showed up and then disappeared. So. Yeah, dude.
3: All Tamio she wanted well to do was study the moon because on Innistrad it made people turn into werewolves
0: yeah so like. like so 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 as far as her story is concerned we don't even know what's going on with her but you know she might as well not even exist outside of the fact that she's just like an option to fall back on
2: oh clearly we'll be returning to Innistrad within the next couple of years and then she'll be the heroine of that block cuz she'll unlock the secrets of the moon and then that's when Godzilla attacks the moon whoa
4: plot twist Innistrad would be awesome with Godzilla that's exactly what it was missing for first time. well,
2: <laughs> well is not that isn't that kind of what just Ludwick's Abomination was I guess so, yeah. Uh, it, did, it didn't feel
4: like it mattered, though, because, you know, no one cared about that card. Yeah.
2: <laughs> oh, well.
0: See, what Godzilla would need to be, like, instead of, like, a flip card, it needs to be, uh, what, what's that um, game where, like, the cards have the other backs that we, like, turn them over, they, like, link together? So you get, like, one really big-ass card.
2: Pokemon? What?
0: Yeah, like, that. that's going to be, like, what the Godzilla card's going to be like. It's going to be a bunch of, like, effects, like, radiation and ocean things, and this you like, turn them over and boom, Zilla.
2: Like Big Fairy Monster, only even bigger because it takes up four cards.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and that's where, and that's where you're gonna get to thirty-six, twenty-four, thirty-six.
2: <laughs> all right
4: then. Uh, oh yeah, I could talk about the best card of all time. Uh, what was that? Bludgeon Brawl. Oh man. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, the Bludgeon Brawl. Cassidy, but, sure Cassidy, Cassidy, was, Cassidy, was it you who got like a bazillion of those? Uh,
4: that doesn't sound like something I would do, but um, I do. Uh, no, I, mean, I like, like
2: the it was either I, th- I thought it was either you or Christian who kept drafting or opening packs oh. f- from that set, and they I, got-
4: yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, that's uh, that was New Phyrexia, I think. Yeah, that was that was the um, that was more when I was down on Bludgeon Brawl uh, because like uh, you just you just seem to have a million of them when you open a box of New Phyrexia because uh, it was one of the worst cards, like Norn Annex too, like. Those type of cards where you're just like, yeah, really, I have more than a place of this shit and I just wanted, you know, X or Y. Or like, I have more of them than Dismembers from the box, you know, that <laughs> sort of thing. Uh, but I mean, uh, now, now we've made up. Me and Bludgeon Brawl are, are, are tight. It's, it's that Gisela deck because uh, equipping a Slowering is hilarious. Putting it on a double striking creature, double hilarious. Doubling that damage, what's that, like exponentially hilarious at this point, you know? Um also you can equip, uh, what's the word? The Sentinel Flute for plus five. <laughs> Sentinel flute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's a card I haven't seen in a really long time. It's really good in Boros decks, uh, because there's not a lot of ways to search for creatures, so I really <laughs> like it in that deck and then slamming it on like a mirror crusader, so it's like, yeah, seven two double strike, let's do it, guys.
0: I just found ninety dollars. What? Yeah, I looked my might. box. I saw it. Yeah, I just looked at my box and saw my scolding tarn. Huh, dude, <laughs> you oh. know?
3: When, when I was putting together Tassiger, I couldn't find my Damnation or my Thoughtseize, and then we were packing up to come back to school, and I found a box that was hiding under my bed that had both of them in it and my Toxic Deluge. Nice. It's just like, well, there's like 90 bucks in that box. Ooh,
2: Thunderfoot, was, thunder-foot Behemoth. No, Baylor. There we go. Thunderfoot Baylock. But that's in green. Not in Boros. Green? It is really Right. Green can, can play super swarmy stuff too. Oh, yeah,
3: it's so much better at super swarmy stuff. You just go elf ball and you play crater hoof and everyone dies. Yay!
2: I mean, you could play crater hoof, but you could also play thunderfoot baloth.
3: Thunderfoot baloth is basically a second crater hoof.
2: Although, I'm actually really eager to, to play the Frelis deck now that I have the evolutionary leap in it. Because <laughs> then Frelis becomes plus two draw a creature card. <laughs> True. Oh, Wait, isn't oh?
4: Do you sacrifice a creature for that or?
2: Yeah, but Phrilese is making the elf
4: guy. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. I get I get confused because it, it reminds me so much of Survival of the Fittest that I actually don't remember how it works.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
3: that was Survival. My card is insane.
2: I completely forgot I actually have Anissa now. Nice. Yeah, I'm just. I to
0: think about it. It's been a while since I've actually mentioned this card combo, and I can't stop thinking about it since we had that discussion slightly earlier. So I'm gonna bring I'm gonna whip it out now. <laughs>
2: Uh Uh-oh, Calvin's whipping on his deck.
0: Yeah, that's right. Back up. I'm going to need, like, good three feet for this.
2: (laughs) Are you sure you don't mean inches? Oh, there's something that made citizen tokens. Occasion Crier.
1: Occasion Crier, there we go. It's, don't ask why. I know that off the top of my head.
4: Are they, are they also? <laughs> is the uh the book token, Sarpedian Empires? Is that citizen tokens
1: too, or is that? I don't, there's there's a one off that makes four citizen tokens. I think it's like a six mana sorcery, like white sorcery that makes citizen tokens. Sarpedian Empires might. What the hell does Sarpedian Empires make? It's goblins, and that honestly, that's the only thing I think I've ever made with Sarpedian Empires. Yeah. yeah. You know what?
0: Okay, it's you... been a while since I've actually. Played with my green-white deck. I'm going to need some verification on this combo cast. Yeah. Clay, Will. All right, tokens that are put into play from parallel lives is considered tokens by parallel lives, correct? It's like doubling season?
4: Sure. I think... Well, no, actually, I think... It's uh, a repl-
2: it's a replacement effect that we're using on the effect that's producing tokens. So, like, Acacia and Cryer makes two 1-1 Citizens. With parallel lives in play, we're using a replacement effect to say, okay, for each instance of token... We're replacing that with double that amount. Right. Yeah. So, so that's or, that's
4: a, that's like a replacement from Parallel Lives, then, or is that an effect of the, the
2: original? Parallel Lives is the replacement filter that we're okay. putting this effect through. Right. Gotcha. Okay,
0: because okay, I know like the the uh, basically what I'm going to be talking about is going to be Nakado Nakado War Pride and Reister Renamed. Oh. Cass knows this all oh, too well. And a kind of War Pride,
1: it's, man, sweet card. And it's
0: been, it's been forever since I've had a chance to talk about you. You don't have to tell me how sweet and a card of War Pride is, Mark.
1: Sorry, <laughs> you tell me.
0: Like, I've been, I've been playing that card for years. I haven't been playing I'm it recently. Sorry, I haven't been playing it recently because, you know, I haven't got a chance to break it out in my green-white deck, but I love that card. One of my favorites. I think it's pretty and, and what was it? Especially, like, what was it? When I found the ruling that I needed for it, that, there, there's a ruling from the Color War prior that I thought was most, that was amazing, that kind of bumped it up to being the card that I always loved talking about the most. And then, like, after I left off color and started doing more commander casts, I started talking more red-white and haven't got a chance to really touch green as often. It's
1: a shame, man. You come th- back in, come back into the good side, you know. I don't no, think no, you should no, touch I'm it
2: good. if it's green. I'm pretty sure that means it has mold on it.
0: Uh, yeah, gangrene, mold, that's in- that's infected. I'm telling you right, right now.
2: But it says exile the tokens oh. at the beginning of the next end step. But... Hmm.
0: What, for Nakata Warfright?
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, no, don't worry about it. I'm not worried about the parallel lines. The thing for it, it like, basically it's parallelizing. Uh, it's uh, Nakata Warfright and Rista Redeem or the two that I'm thinking about right now anyway, so. All
2: right, so we all set then? Yes, sir. All right, then. Uh, Clay, I'm going to ask you to handle put, put in Calvin's cards.
0: Thank you, Clay. Uh, Clay's
4: going to back right this second, though. Uh, well, then he
2: can go ahead and listen to the show notes, and then travel back in time and put
0: in the show notes. Listen to the show notes. Yeah. That's good. Listen to the show notes. The page whisperer. Let the, let the show notes guide you, Clay. You know what you have to do.
2: <laughs> All right. So, side tangent, I spent this past weekend at MatsuriCon which is, like, the, I, I want to say the second or third biggest convention in Ohio. It's definitely the second one that Columbus gets specifically gets as a city. And there was a panel called uh, Waifu Wars Part 2. <laughs> <laughs> and it's basically the panelists, it's basically their comedy routine, where they go ahead and they go through, like, popular characters, and they go, yeah, this waifu is shit, this waifu is shit, your waifu, also shit. And they have, like, this big poster board and everything like that. So, like, you have your god tier waifu, your basic bitch, and stuff like that. And they, you know, they, they go through and they evaluate some people. Like, Soxy Kirin is clearly just above god tier. Like, she's in a tier all of her own. But then, like, you're watching Snake Girls, and, like, what's what's wrong with you? This goes straight into the trash. And then they get to a series called Kantai Collection. Which, Cassidy, do you stock Weissworth's stuff in your store? Yeah. Yeah, so you've seen the Kantai Collection, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's basically uh human... Moe girls that are the personified versions of World War II Japanese naval fleet ships. Oh yeah, that one. And so (laughs) so they go on and to point out so guys, you do realize that this character and this ship and this ship and they bring up a whole chart. Every one of these characters in the show were involved in a very politically charged attack, right? They're basically talking about Pearl Harbor. Yeah. So they go, okay. We are going to dr- drop every one of these girls into the trash. But you know what? We're going to do it with patriotic style. And everyone just stands up and they're playing the Star Spangled Banner and everything as they drop pictures of these girls into the trash one by one. While we all sang the Star Spangled Banner with the music. It was, everyone was saluting and everything. It was like the single most patriotic thing I think I have ever done at an anime convention. <laughs> which is so weird to think about. Dang. So side tangent over. <clears throat> there we go. Much better.
0: Feel feel right. better. Fix it in post.
2: Clay. I'm not really
0: fix it in post. I just wanted him to sound like an idiot on air.
2: <laughs> you know, you could just let me keep talking then. Nope. No, no, no. We have to make William sound like an idiot in style.
3: Always.
0: <laughs> I do. To, I do have to
2: say though, Ashley and I had a wedding to go to Friday. So we ended up missing pretty much the entire day of the first con. But we still left. Like, as soon as they cut the cake, we grabbed a piece, said, hey, congratulations, we're going to dodge now. So we left, went home, changed clothes, went straight to the convention to catch the voice actors panel after dark. Because that's when they get to say all the shit that they don't want getting out on the internet. Yeah. And those are always the best. But right after that, we got up to leave. And just as we were doing... They announced that the burlesque panel was going burlesque. to be on next. And, and I kind of regret <laughs> not staying for that. <laughs> so maybe next year. Uh,
3: okay. Erecho next,
2: Wing.
0: Next year, William's going to be doing burlesque. Nice.
2: Oh, yeah, man. If it's not Baroque, don't fix it. But it's not. No, it's not. It's actually Victorian. True. And that is the secret to success. Ah, so if many stuff not not in No one's going to get it. If All it's right. not <laughs> Baroque, don't fix it.
0: I don't like that. Never mind. <laughs>
2: All right. Oh man, it was so awesome! Like the we had the convention had a deal with a local restaurant where we actually got twenty percent off our bill if we presented our badges, and it was melt like a place where they served nothing but gourmet grilled cheeses. Ooh. Like I had a, I had a Korean war pig that was just like pork and Korean slash Hawaiian type. So, uh, seasonings and spices like there was pineapple and all kinds of crazy stuff in it like that like and this is this is a huge fucking grilled cheese like I could, I could only eat like half of it in one sitting before I was like okay I'm saving the rest of this for later like that was intense <laughs> so we're doing an outro right now I was about to say
0: William like focus
2: William <laughs> I'm sorry that was a really good grilled cheese so damn did of... damn it we're trying, to, we're trying to do the outro god damn it shut up <laughs> So. Uh, to each other. So we had Mark missing from the podcast last week because he had his <laughs> anniversary. My anniversary is always that. It's just always Matt SuriCon weekend because that's <laughs> the only way Ashley can remember our anniversary. <laughs> and I kid you not. If I ask her what the actual date is, she'll be like, "Um, uh, what weekend's Matt SuriCon this year?" <laughs>
4: <laughs> and so. Her.
2: And so, Clay's anniversary is the weekend after that. Calvin, when's your anniversary?
3: February. Oh, it's not all in August.
2: <laughs> so, this is going to be a two-week period from now on where half the cast is just gone.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the so... only reason I wasn't here last week was because we were moving back into school, so we won't have that problem next year.
2: No, but you'll but... have an anniversary problem next year.
3: Yeah, but that's only ten. one week. Well, that doesn't affect the podcast, though, unless we decide to go on a trip or something, but...
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, I had something else. What was it? There was a third thing I was going to mention. Was it these nuts? No, no. <laughs> these nuts. <laughs> these nuts. No, I, I mean, they do have 9% of the polls in North Carolina. Yep. I know, They're which is really weird, man.
3: Part. I didn't vote for him. Uh,
2: It's It's the weirdest thing, too. Like... John uses that joke literally all the time, and his fiance just goes, "Ah, oh, stop. Stop, please. Oh, God, just stop. Like, you can see the aneurysm every time he uses it when she's around.
0: Deez nuts for president. Is,
4: is he a rapper or something, These nuts? Is that, like, a person, actually, or is it just... Hopefully, uh, they're,
0: actually like, person. a 15 year so that
4: filled
3: out that application to run.
4: I, I felt kind of old because I'm like, I don't know, is this, like... A rapper? I don't know. I feel like I can't tell no, what's no, happening. Nah,
0: no, see, these nuts isn't the rapper. Little nutsack, that's the rapper.
4: Oh, that <laughs> totally what I, that's what I was thinking about. Little nutsacks, that's definitely what I was thinking about.
2: I just can't for the life of me think of what that third thing I was gonna say was. Oh well. Oh, these nuts. <laughs> all right. Uh, what do you think he does in that dumpster all day? <laughs>
0: Mostly look for scrap decks so I can find things put into my other red and white decks.
2: Well, if you find any food, send it my way.
0: If I find any food, I'm probably going to eat it.
2: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, we don't have any this week, so that's not, that's clearly not my fault. It's you, the listeners. You who lead the reviews.
0: Whoa, 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 whoa. Like, like, you might want to probably pull that back before you start pointing that finger at the listeners like that. They <laughs> might take offense.
2: What if I just wipe my bites?
0: Uh... I think I need a dose. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need a man if you have a Biden, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: I, can, Carl, I can know.
0: I'm, nope. I'm, I'm, I'm letting Ma- you know. That. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> Calvin,
2: Calvin, Calvin. Yeah. Hold, hold, hold that thought. What? Uh, what? what? If you want to ease into the social media thing with barely any commitment whatsoever, you can help man the Facebook page.
1: Oh man, do you guys need, like, now when I said social media, I meant relevant social media. So, (laughs) my my bad, maybe I should have uh, qualified that one. Oh,
2: the daggers. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) Um. So, so while I was at MetsuriCon, I saw a lot of alpaca plushies. And all all (laughs) I could think of was, huh. I sh- I kind of want to get one of these and send them to Clay, but no money. What do? Uh, can't send them, them anyway. I can't steal so them.
0: So what you do is you snatch one and just go for it and just or, run it all the way to Clay's house.
3: Or what you do is you buy one and you just keep it yourself. And it will serve as a reminder of me and Mallory to you forever.
2: <laughs> Next year, then. Next year. Yeah.
0: On Will's, ba- oh, Will's deathbed, ba- he's going to be gripping tight to an alpaca.
2: I mean, they are extremely fuzzy. Uh-oh. Did I just lose connection again? Guys,
0: now huh? no, we're, we're, we're here. We we're just, we're
3: just, we're just <laughs> I, I, I was relaying the conversation to the significant other who was sitting across the room, and the fact that alpacas were mentioned.
2: Hi, Mallory.
3: He says hi. Hey, Mallory. Calvin says hi. Hello.
2: All right, so now it's time for the dangly bit dangle hour. Anyone who strictly <laughs> needs to be getting to bed or anything, likewise, you are dismissed.
0: <laughs> what about the dangly bit? So here comes, uh, basically, Cass, here comes the part where me and William sit around for the next, like, I'm guessing, like, 20 to 30 minutes talking about anime and other stuff, oh, just to have yeah. stuff to put at the end of the show and filler for other things for when we do happen to take a break. I guess
3: the problem that I have with the, the anime dangly bit hour is that I don't watch enough anime these days to keep up with anything. Oh, if you have a topic you would like
2: to talk about, you're free to bring one. Um,
3: however, I will say that we had a little snafu a while ago where Mallory thought Tony Tony Chopper was a beaver.
2: Oh my god, no. stop! <laughs>
1: Uh, sure. Yeah,
0: the okay. like, uh-huh. I'm feeling old again. I have no <laughs> idea what the <laughs> fuck thing happened. Uh-huh. I'm uh, sure Cassidy, Tony Tony is a character from One Piece. Of yep, my show?
1: Anyway, um, every time we would go to a
4: convention or I'd see something of One Piece on the internet, I just, like, never give it a second look because I don't watch the show. And to me, I never saw the hose. I assumed that the horns were part of the hat. I just thought it was a beaver. It looked very beaver-like to me. That's just what it looked like. So we were laying down one night. We were at the beach, and and we were what were we even talking about? We were talking about One Piece, and and I said something. I was just like, yeah, that beaver from One Piece. And Clay was like, (laughs) no, it's
1: a reindeer.
4: It's I had no idea. I had no idea because to me it just. It looks like a mammal. It looks like a, like a beaver. I've never given it any thought. You can never tell an anime what's a costume piece and what's real antlers. Plus, antlers don't work like that. They can't throw, go through a hole that small, so it's not my fault. <laughs> to be, Thank
2: you. Now, to be fair, he does get mistaken for a raccoon in the show. Okay, no, that, I 13. don't see that at all, but I can definitely I... see if being mistaken
4: for a beaver.
0: He is constantly mistaken for other animals on the show. Like, what was it, a raccoon? I've heard him mistaken for, uh, uh kind of hubby, a, 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 a rat.
3: A... I never saw him! Oh, okay.
2: okay, so, dangly bit topic discussion. What we did last weekend. So we <laughs> be- did last weekend? Yes, yeah, so I was going on about Mad Story Con for, for most of the time. And. Outside of, like, that stuff, there wasn't a whole lot to say, although I do have to say that North Market's pizza rolls are really big for what you pay. It's like $6, so you're expecting, like, oversized, like, undersized stadium food. No, this thing was, like, legit. Like, I had to use both hands to hold on
3: to it. Um, phrasing?
2: I could just hold it out, and it would overfill mm. with like, both hands.
0: Um, phrasing?
2: That's a, that's a hot piece of, of Italian sausage. But I don't say so <laughs>
0: Hey! Phrasing! Sometimes, William, I'm not sure if you're doing these things intentionally just so I can fuck with them during the editing or not.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not hey, I, <laughs> I,
0: you have no idea. I have an entire track in my dangly bit section dedicated to things William said that are in no way, shape, or form what he meant them to be, <laughs> and I just flipped them together.
2: Okay, um,
0: this, okay, this, okay, this, okay, this, okay. This is going okay, okay, to end up being an entire. This we're, we're cat. This fucking cat.
2: Like, okay, I'm, like I, I'm sorry, Calvin, but this cat is one of the few pictures I have a problem with in this game. Like, yeah.
3: <laughs> okay. I I wasn't taken aback by the picture. I was taken aback by the fact that it mini brainstorms and has shroud. Yep.
2: <laughs> also that. <laughs> also
4: that.
3: Like, Wait, what I, I feel do we need
1: like, like. Do we need the upskirt, Cheshire Cat?
4: Really? Do
3: uh, I that? feel like I should pick up a deck for this game just to have one.
1: Well, uh, the Cheshire Cat
4: is like the, the $40 car- chase card right now. Uh, 30, so. Clearly. And there's, there's also it a helps. special version without, uh, without panties above that, like, waistline thing.
2: <laughs> really?
1: Yeah. it's... Oh yeah.
4: It's, uh, it's it's hard hard to get this
2: game is literally magic and hearthstone decided to the have a three-way baby with Moe anime trash. <laughs> <laughs> Damn.
3: But, but, but seriously, mini brainstorm and shroud and it shuffles itself back in.
2: Yep. And it's on the body, For, so you can block with it.
3: And and I assume that that is like literally one mana as the cost. Yes, yep. that's one blue mana. Yep. God damn. Actually, <laughs>
2: actually, if we could play this in Magic, holy shit! It is worth noting that that is almost exactly how Morrow would have redone the cost. Mm-hmm. Like, right. like yeah, like he was ha- like when he did his article, like uh, I think it was something close to like the twentieth anniversary of Magic or something like that. He had an article where he's like, if I could go back in time. And interject with Garfield. And go over some things to fix to help the rest of the game. Because, like, there's too much momentum built into how things are done now that they can actually change them. Right. Yeah. Like, the way that the cost is printed on cards is one of them. The future site border was the first time that
3: they deviated.
2: Yeah. Like, this is almost exactly how he would have wanted it. Because he was talking about, like, how they would have the color symbols, and then they'd have, have to have, like, other symbols to denotate larger costs. So, th- with a, with a Force of Will card, it's literally the color symbols in the top left tell you how much color mana you need, and then there's a number in that blank slot to the right of that circle ah, that tells you how much colorless mana you need. Fair. So that's exactly what he would have done if he redid the magic. Interesting. It
0: would have saved a lot more space.
3: Man, th- but then BFM would have a really hard time printing that cost.
4: Well I don't I don't know if they can print something more than five colors in in a force of wheel
3: card. Or like (laughs) colonium or uh colony hydra.
2: But see with like a silver boarded force of wheel card, they would just make like a second circle around it.
3: Yeah, yeah. 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 But 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 then what about Colony Hydra, which is like eight green symbols at its cost? How how would you just fit that in? You would just like add an extra layer?
0: No, what you would do is you would just put the number inside the color. So instead of it being, like, instead of it just being, like, the blue symbol there, it'd be, like, the blue symbol with a number on it. So that lets you know that how many like blue you sounds like it be really had.
3: confusing.
4: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm just saying, like, you know, like, I, I could see that. I mean, like, if the symbol was there, like, if, I don't know, like, if it was, like, slightly bigger or, like, if, like, it was a different, like, instead of, like, putting a symbol in it, you just had, like, the color and a number. It's like the, the circle is red, the circle is white, or whatever. It's like, yeah, it's a blue circle with a number in it, like four. So you can easily see four blue. And then the other colorless things, if there's no color on it, then it'd be four blue and whatever color. So if it's eight green, you could just put eight on top of a green circle, and then whatever else you wanted to put. Okay, on it, hold on. You know,
2: so there's a dual deck called Alice versus Dracula. Was that in Italy only? Uh, Alice yeah. versus Dracula. Yeah,
4: all the all the characters are based on like uh, like fairy tales and stuff. Like obviously, yeah, cat uh, Dracula is actually pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that was the that was the dual deck for the current set, and that was not released in America. They released the starter deck for the the last set for some reason. Yeah, it, it didn't make sense. But yeah, you can't get the uh, Alice and Dracula dual deck in America. Huh.
0: Hmm. So how's your? If you did get it, would it be playable in America?
4: Yeah, because all the cards, all those cards from that set are available. Um, they're just, uh, they're, they're, they're in the boosters instead. There's no, uh, there's no, like, stars, oh, so like,
0: dual cool deck set for this. So like, uh, like, you, like, you could still have the deck, but you have to, like, go out and do, like, the searching for it and get everything together. Yeah,
4: I mean, I mean, yeah, they, they do print it in England, because it's kind of big there, and then Italian is the two big, uh, European uh markets, so like you can find you can find that stuff that's in English from uh, actual like uh, UK proper.
2: So how's your weekend Clay? Um it's been
4: pretty
3: fine. Um classes are fine. It's just readjusting to everything. But this weekend is gonna be fun because I am judging Saturday in S C G Charlotte nice. and coming back and on Sunday we are doing anniversary stuff. What
4: yeah. are we doing? I'm it's yep. a surprise.
3: Um, that's not,
0: uh, that, that, that mean, that's, uh, translation is for butt stuff.
3: Uh, no. Hey,
0: hey, hey.
2: No, it's, it is not. Hey, it's Surprise. secret, but fun. Alright? <laughs> God damn it, Will. <laughs> oh, damn it, Will. And on that note, I'm oh, out! Actually, Ashley and I still have to go out for our anniversary dinner. And uh. So we have two pl- nearish plans in the near future. The first thing is that we're going to be heading to the 16-bit bar soon because her uncle actually really wants to check that out, and it's something that we've been meaning to too. It's kind of like this retro arcade slash bar. I, I don't, oh. I don't know much about it outside of the fact that they have Galaga. Interesting. Yes, but the real anniversary dinner is going to be when we head to Rodizio Steakhouse. Ah. Have you ever been to a Brazilian steakhouse? Uh,
3: once. Yeah, so I've you- been once.
2: The one where they just keep bringing you food. Yes. That is what we have, and it is fucking amazing. I think it's like fifty dollars per plate, but yeah. Jesus Christ, is that some good meat? <laughs> amazing.
3: Well, there's your dangly bit right there.
2: I, 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 it's the first time we went there was I think I want to say close to February this year. God, I have no understanding of the passage of time. It feels like it's been so much longer, but. We go in and we sit down and, you know, they cut off like these pieces, like these fork size, bite size pieces. And, you know, we, we, we try a bit of everything. Like I even tried one of the, uh, the chicken hearts. Mm-hmm. Which, it's kind of like just kind of a tough kidney bean thing. Yeah. So would not recommend unless you had like some sort of sauce. Like, it's not unpleasant, but it's not great either. Mm-hmm. But they had these amazing cuts of beef that, they're, they're really sweet and tender and, it, you, you get that moment where you pop it in your mouth and you're like, oh, oh god, yes, oh my god. I, I didn't know this, that, I didn't know meat could taste as
0: good. Raise it!
2: Like, like I, I've had good meat before, but I've never had just salivating, oh my god, I need more meat. <laughs> and then they top it off with a very sweet and delicious glazed pineapple thing. Calvin?
0: Mhm. Are you
2: hearing all of this? Yes, I am. Just cool. fantastic experience <laughs> and I'm really getting myself into the state moves that when we head out to Rodizio it's just gonna be an amazing dime. <laughs> well, Sounds fun. So. so the
0: thing is that we were talking about anime and we were talking about One Piece. Uh one, I kind of understand why the dub would stop at like episode three ninety seven. But in the same token I kind of wish that the dub would have stopped like four more episodes later, like hmm. around, like, 403. Huh. And the reason for that is is because where the Funimation dubs stop is currently at 397, I believe it is, 397, 398, something like that. But I believe it's episode 403. Don't quote me on it. I'm pretty sure it's, like, right around there, but it's, like, five episodes right after where the dubs stopped, where the entire crew gets completely split up for the first time. Is it for the time skip, or...?
2: Oh no, no, I think, no, I think it's right, I think it's before it's, the time skip. Like this is...
0: It's before the time skip. There's a point where the crew are all at the red line. They're getting ready to pass through. They need to get the, the, the ship coated so they can go to Fishman Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they come across one of the seven warlords and he, one of the, um, pawpaw powers. Yep, And he knocks everybody away from, uh, he basically knocks the entire crew away from each other like three days worth of time or distance <laughs> away from everyone.
2: He sends everyone to personal training montage islands. Please. Right, and
0: and the thing here is, is that if the if the dubbed episodes would have stopped there, that would have made perfect sense because if people watching the show would have seen that and that's where the show stopped, you could have easily have left there comfortably knowing that the crew had been completely split and went. And, and yeah, granted, you could go into the sub into the subtitle versions and everything like that to see the extended versions of the story. But if you didn't feel like continuing with the crew after that, that would have been a great place to stop at and be like, well, obviously the entire crew has been completely split. The ship is here. Everyone's gone. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, we know, like, they're not dead at the end of the episode, but the way the episode plays out, it's kind of sad because everyone's completely away from everyone else. And and no one in the crew knows where anyone's at.
2: I do know that Luffy is going to be at MatsuriCon next year, though.
0: Yeah, I saw that.
2: I'm sure. <clears throat> I've just been on the fairy tale kick. I'm I'm still on the fairy tale kick. Like, actually, Luffy's voice actress is the same woman who voices Urza in fairy tale. Hmm. And Urza is awesome, because she has, like, this whole requip magic. So, mm-hmm. like, she carries her... Like, she has access to, like, a million different weapons and armors, and she can re them at a snap of a finger, and that's what her magic is.
0: Hmm.
2: She's super awesome. I'm going to... Uh, fairy so, she,
0: so, she, so she's like that um creature from... Inter- not interest, right, um, uh, uh, Battle for, um, Scars of Meriden, the one that had the metal craft, where if you had, like, three artifacts, you could just equip them for zero?
2: Kinda, yeah. Only, you could also flash them in from your deck at instant speed. Mm. So, like, she's also got, like, Stoneforge abilities there.
0: So she's, like, Stoneforge mixed with that guy, so she's a
2: mythic. Yeah, pretty much. Like, uh, Fairy tale is one of those series that has a Weiss-Swar set, which is, like, the Super Smash Brothers of anime ca- card games where they can actually just have different series in their game because, I don't know, they have amazing license, amazing licensing. And I have plans to build a deck that has nothing but Ursa cards in it. Because, because that's a thing I can do with a set that big.
0: Okay, everybody, that was another edition of cast Dengly fix Theater. If you want to contact us, you can always go to our main site, CommanderCast.com. Hit us up with the email and Gmail at CommanderCast.com at gmail.com or you can follow us on Twitter at Commander Chat. and we'll catch you next week with another edition of Commander Chat.